Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Guys, guess what? What? We've booked a live show. We've booked a Christmas show. It's on the 2nd of December at the Clapham Grand in London. Oh my God, we're going to see each other's faces. We're going to see each other's bodies and so on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just genuinely deliriously happy that we're going to see each other in the flesh and hopefully we're going to see some of you as well. So tickets you can get from claphamgrand.com. If you're not in London, then you can also buy tickets to watch on the stream. Yeah, so anywhere in the world, it will be at seven o'clock UK time. So whatever time that is in your country, it will be streaming live. And there's two shows. We're doing two shows. So it's going to be two hours of entertainment. Two fantastic guests. The second show will be a lot drunker than the first. So (laughs) wherever you are in the world, it's okay to get drunk because it will be drinking time in London. Join us, please. Also, because of COVID, it is now a requirement that you have to buy two tickets at a time. Now, if you're like me and you like to go to shit alone, don't worry. We can hook you up with another person that's going on their own, pair you up, make sure that your personalities match. We'll do a full psych profile and we'll get you together. (laughs) How's that sound? Do you know what? That sounds perfect. If you're like Taylor and your husband will no longer go to things with you, that's Clapham Grand, 2nd of December. Buy tickets online. Come to the live stream. It's going to be so much fun. Christmas show. Christmas show. Christmas show. Cool. Longest ad ever. <laughs> Tickets you can get from Crapham Gland. Don't say that. The Crapham Gland. Oh my Our God. new sponsor. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Drunk women solving
is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where Brandy meets bludgeoning, Mimosa meets misdemeanour, and Port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. We need to, like, start scaring these blokes yeah. that send us these unsolicited dick pics that we did not ask for, that definitely do not make us horny. And, like, yeah. I yeah. feel like you guys have done a lot of toilet graffiti in your time. <laughs> like, do you know what I definitely have. have. Now, he has some conditions, super hot conditions. Condition one this time. Is anyone else really turned on? Now it's time. For drunk women solving crime. We are joined this episode by the fantastic columnist, presenter, and podcaster Jackie Adadeshi. Shake your tits. <laughs> I had to, I'm sorry. No, best start to a podcast ever. Woo! <laughs> well, we kick off every episode. We talk about tits, but that's not what we're here. <laughs> we will um, continue to talk about tits. Yeah, but <laughs> we can, we we'll come back to that. That's going to be a running theme. But we kick off every episode with asking our guest, "Have you ever been the victim of a crime?" I have been a victim of a few crimes. However, yeah. the yeah. first one, which was really sad, and basically oh. what happened was, well, it's more just. I like to see the good in people and it backfired. Okay. Um, Because, I know, I know. Well, basically, I was going to this festival called Park Life in Manchester. This was like Mm. five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, And I tried to get tickets and they were sold out. So I went to Gumtree and I was like, oh, "Oh, cool. People are sending them in Gumtree. Cool. Oh. So I was, yeah. So I was (laughs) talking to this guy and I was like, oh, hey, like I want to buy tickets. And he was like, yeah. No worries. Just here on my bank account, send me the money and I'll send you the tickets. And I was like, cool. And then he took my money and ran. He ghosted me. He ghosted me. (laughs) I got ghosted. I know. And then there's my phone got stolen. My passport got stolen. (gasps) But, you know, I know. I know. Not at the festival. (laughs) No, not at the festival. I went to the post office to get my passport photos done, put my passport on the table <gasps> at the post office turned around it was gone oh, oh no but I guess it was almost expired if you were getting pictures it's not so bad yeah well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then there was a running joke with my parents that like someone's running around trying to be me oh, <laughs> yeah I mean I've been lucky I mean some people have had it worse but yeah that was yeah mm. I got go- I got ghosted and ghosting sucks did you it sucks did you make it to the festival somehow? Did you end up I buying did. actual tickets? I did. I did in the end because I Yay. had, there was, you know, when people put like Facebook posts up like, hey, selling tickets, blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking, I should have just waited for this. But <laughs> I was so impatient that I was like, I'm just going to go on Gumtree. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up going to the festival in the end, but I was, you know, 70 quid down. Yeah. Which is actually quite a lot of money when you're a, uni, when you're a student at uni. Yes, oh, God, yeah. Is. Like, yeah. it's quite a lot of money. So yeah. that was a food shop. That was a food shop. <laughs> I remember that but happened yeah, that to was... me. I bought like I bought a phone. God, it must be. I think I was about sixteen, and I bought a phone online, and it, mm-hmm. I think it was about forty quid, which makes me think maybe phones weren't that expensive in those days. But forty quid when you're sixteen is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's like a hundred pounds. It's so yeah. much money, and I yeah, remember so being like really upset about it. And my dad said to me, he was like, "I'll buy the debt off you." And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I 
my dad's just a normal man. Like, it's not, he's not a gangster, but it's the most gangster thing he's ever said. He was like, I'll buy it off you. It's my problem now. And of course, he just gave me £40 because I was crying and I was a 16-year-old girl and he didn't know what to do. He assumed it was maybe my period. I don't know. But, but I always thought that was quite, that was quite sweet of kind of... Because you don't want you don't want to feel like someone's just got away with it. I mean, did you do anything afterwards, or were you just like, "This is just"? Well, I just well, I was messaging. I think I was messaging him, and he was just ignoring me. Mm. Like I was like, "Hey, when are you like when are you going to send the tickets?" And just like no response. Yes. Mm. And then I then I think my final message was "Dick." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, do you know, I've been really nice to you, and you don't you do not deserve nice, Jackie. So you're no. a dick." <laughs> Did you yeah. accidentally solicit a dick pic there? That's the, <laughs> that from, oh, the end to that. You're just like, oh no, and that's on me. Yeah. Never put a question mark after dick. Dick. <laughs> dick. Imagine if we did reply though, that would be terrible. Yeah. Well, that's like you had his bank tutors. I feel like there there could have been a way to like Oh, I could have send. messaged him using, you know, you can like have like a message when you send money oh, to someone I could have probably yeah. sent him like a like two pounds and then put like give me back my money or something because you know you can yeah. send like no I could have done something like that but I mean yeah I have you his bank details but you could have scared him like somebody shared this thing on Facebook or somewhere the other day of like what mm-hmm. to do if you get a dick pic and it was like oh I can't see that because I've got a porn blocker and if anyone sends me a dick pic it goes straight to like this police um internet oh, crimes department that. did you see it yes yeah. I was laughing so hard <laughs> and I was like no we need to like start scaring these blokes yeah. that send us these unsolicited dick pics that we did not ask for that definitely do not make us horny and like yeah. <laughs> and again yeah. we didn't ask for this so no yeah. thanks yeah yeah we need to scare them because they're just awful yeah yeah we're turning the tables on their little game. So I, f- I wonder if you could have had some vigilante fun with him. I don't know. I don't you know. what Now I think back, I could, I could have really played with him. I could have literally, like, really just, like, scared him. But I think I was just like, you know what? You're a dick. Goodbye. I was so concentrated on getting the tickets. But I was yes. also so shocked that someone would do that because I feel like I would have never done that. Yeah. But again, you know when you see the good mm. in people and then yeah. you get mugged off and then you're like, yeah, people are dicks. Yeah, so it's one of those. It's one of those. It's one of those. And at like at least you only learned and learnt it for seventy quid. Oh my god! Imagine if it was anything more. Yeah. My (laughs) gosh. So yeah, it was quite. It was quite. I mean, I managed to go in the end, but still, it was just. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, it was just crap. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I thought we had a nice business working relationship, but clearly, but clearly we didn't. Clearly we didn't. (laughs) And I was very emotional when I mentioned him, like, hey, I really want to get tickets to Park Club because of me Aww. and my friends. Do you know what I, mean? I thought we had a rapport. I thought we had a rapport going. Yeah. And then he just ghosted me. And I was like, oh, oh how, how, like, millennial, millennial of you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love that, though, that the fact that you can, yeah, you can send a little message, can't you? With, I would do, like, 1P every day for the rest of my <laughs> life, just going, I'm watching you. I'm watching yes. and your day will come and just get more and more like creepy yeah, you're gonna every single up day yes. oh yes. I'm definitely petty enough to the tune of like maybe 70 quid which is like <laughs> that's a lot right that's like oh, I, 7 that is 000. such a high level of petty Betty and yeah. I love it thank you my thanks love to it. you yeah. <laughs> we, we that is us. a serious life hack sorry but that's an awesome idea I almost want to get scammed now just so I can do that just so you can, can do that yeah. Yeah. oh for sure we I should not invite the universe to scam me that's bad <laughs> yeah, okay. we uh, we always ask our guests um what if you had the perp in custody and you can say or do anything to them now what would you 
say or do, but in a way we've covered it. Is there anything else you want to say or do to this idiot? I would love to like spray paint dick on his car. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. Because that's going to cost him money to get rid of. And he took my money. Uh So I feel like, yeah. And then obviously he has to drive to the place with dick on his car. That's amazing. So, do you know what I mean? No one would just spray paint dick on your car unless you were a dick. Yeah, what have you (laughs) done? And everyone's like, what's the story Like, what happened? Like, what did you do to her? Explain. Yes. You're not (laughs) coming out of this well. Exactly. So, like, yeah. Like, let I want him to get shame and embarrassment when he's in, like, in traffic and he has to wait in the car and people are staring, like, oh, what's he done? Like, that shame and embarrassment, feel it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And he'd have to go to Quick Fit. How much to get this dick off my car? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Actually, recently, I remember seeing a Facebook post of, like, my hometown and some someone had spray-painted cunt across the front <gasps> of someone's bonnet on the car. Oh, and wow. somebody posted it saying, like, whose car is this? Like, oh, God. And a woman sort of, like, who was just this, like, poor middle-aged woman that was just like, oh, that's my car and I don't know what's happened and I'm really... She was really upset. And then a few comments below, some woman said, yeah, that was meant for me. We have the same car. So, like, she knew oh, wow. that somebody hated her. But um, but they'd got the wrong car because it was, like, oh, a white micro. Yeah. Amazing. So this poor woman, like, that had to go, like, oh, my God, what? who hates me? And this other woman having to go, like, lots of people hate me. It was me, yeah. <laughs> that is terrifying, though, to, like, wake up yeah. and have that spread on your car. Could you imagine? Yeah, you would be, like, Fuck, who is, what did I do? Like, you literally, like, someone literally took the time to get the spray paint. Yeah. Yeah. Buy it. Maybe, like, buy one, get one free. (laughs) Then, like, Google Maps to your house. Yeah. Wait for you to be asleep and then Mm. do it. I love the idea that the guy that, like, scammed you comes out, like, if you did it now and he comes out of his house and he's like, that'll be that woman from Part Life. That's what that'll be. Yeah. (laughs) From from Gumtree, like, circa, like, 2013. Yeah. (laughs) You should like you should put a copy of like like a parking ticket, a copy of your conversation on that his is windscreen. That's such a good idea. And it's like yeah. I've got the receipts. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I feel like we solved that one. Yeah, yes. I think high fives all round. Oh. Yay! <laughs> Virtual revenge is sweet. Now it's time. For drunk women solving crime. First thing I'm going to tell you about this case is we are discussing a bank heist, you guys. Nice. Okay. Now, this crime has been called the robbery of the century. But which century? So I'm going to tell you up front, this bank gets robbed with the use of no guns. Uh, No real guns are used in the robbing of this bank. So my first question, what year is this? Oh, well, it could be like quite a recent thing and it could be the fact there's no guns because it's all done like you could rob a bank from your computer ah, now. Okay. This is true. Yeah. You could hack the system. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You also said no real guns, which makes me think that they're carrying like licorice guns or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. those were a thing in America because that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, my kid just blew their mouth off. Honestly. (laughs) So yeah, I wonder if they were posing with them. And if it's the greatest heist, it can't be that, that, that long ago, because that just wouldn't qualify. Say 1921. Okay, 1921 Taylor. Um, Who doesn't have a real gun in 1921? Come. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hannah mm. says recent, but hasn't given a year yet. Oh, I'm going to say How like recent? 2008 then. 2008, Jackie. Oh, I'm going to do. I'm going to do 1992. Okay, a strong year. Um, <laughs> these are all excellent guesses. Hannah is the closest. Yes. It Ooh. is 2006. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think this Things might be the most... just got recent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is never 14 years ago. <laughs> so there are a lot of mysteries to unfold in this case. It's kind of like Ocean's Eleven meets Robin Hood meets Jonathan Creek. If I was pitching it as a movie, and it is being made into a movie, um, but we will talk about that later. I thought you just meant like very mixed acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, also, I'm not great at the pitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say loads and loads of things and, and always end on Jonathan Creek. That's my rule yeah. for pitching yeah. television. Agreed. End on that one. End on the really dynamic one. Um, <laughs> get our bias out of the way. Are the perps men or women? Like women are allowed computers these days. So <laughs> yeah. like, computers were like almost invented at a time when women are allowed most things. Yes, actually, yeah. I say women. Okay, so we've got women. I'm going to go for a mix. I'm going to say it's a crew of two men, one woman... She's the real brains behind the operation. Always gets oh, okay. the credit. Always the so way. <laughs> we've got Jackie saying all women, Hannah saying all women, and Taylor saying a mix. I think they're all. I think they're all women, but I think they're teen women or men. I think they might be like teenagers. This feels oh, like you the, think it's some oh, young hackers. Mm. They could be like you know those um, group of girls that were like robbing those celebrities' houses back in the day. They were called the Glam Ring or something, and they used to like oh. rob Paris Hilton's house, Lindsay Lohan's house, oh, wow. Nicole Richie's house. Back in the day, this was like in like I say back in the day. This was like two, this was two thousand and six. Oh my Ooh. god, there could be a link. And there was Spooky. a movie. There was a movie made about it as well. Oh man. Yeah. Literally, you've just okay. described like my perfect movie. That sounds amazing. I can't believe I haven't oh seen God. it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's 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 really old, but yeah, they they loads of a group of girls used to used to go to like Paris Hilton's house and steal all her jewelry and things like that. <gasps> really famous. Whoa. It was a movie, yeah, wow. yeah. I think it's well, those we're guys. We're gonna then. look up that movie. <laughs> and Paris would respond with her signature neutral <laughs> face. Oh, <laughs> that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> oh my god that's all that is all she says she's just like that's hot <laughs> man I remember I used to watch the I'm going to get distracted but I remember watching that show in The Simple Life yes the best show ever with Nicole yes. Richie yeah yeah and they used with to go Nicole... oh yeah. I used to love it can you imagine yeah. being rich and like paid to work but for like lols but like you yeah you're not even really working you're just a tourist going what you guys have to work like how fun guys also yeah. i should point out we've sort of vaguely monetized like heavy drinking so we're doing all right at the moment i was right? gonna say this is the closest <laughs> i've gotten to that but i was gonna say <laughs> my brother was an extra on the simple life and he said every single line was fed to those girls. Like, they no. couldn't improvise anything. Oh. That's so disappointing. I'm sorry. I thought I, they I were ruined, really authentic. Did I ruin reality TV for anyone? But I genuinely <laughs> thought they were, like, being, you know, like, a version of themselves. Like It's yeah. depressing. It's depressing oh. that that was scripted. I think. I know. I definitely lost like three brain cells every time I've watched it. But still, that, that's reality <laughs> it TV though, so isn't it? It was so good though. It like was that, so good. That one, and I can't remember what it was, and they told all those guys that they could be models. Those young guys that they were just oh, flirting yeah. with and they all broke up with their girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then like yeah, the yeah. mum of the house that they were staying in had to sit them down and be like, 
you've got to stop telling them that. They all keep breaking up with their girlfriends. <laughs> and none of them could be models. <laughs> wow, if oh. that's all it takes, I feel like those relationships maybe were not very solid. I know. No, I mean, agree. In the like, first instance, I'm just going to throw 16. that out there. But yes. So now that we have judged <laughs> teenage boys, I'm really sorry. You guys are all wrong. This is men. This is oh, all men doing okay. this crime. Um, women aren't good enough at maths to rub about. No, I'm kidding. Um, so now, please okay, don't so. test that theory right now. <laughs> this crime happens in a country where the people are very mistrustful of banks. So, question: What country does this crime happen in? Russia. Good guess. I like my quick answers. Ooh, very mistrustful of banks. Yeah, I mean, it could be literally any kind. Actually, I suppose 2006 was before the 2008 crash. But Which anyway. I believe I caused, because I worked at Nationwide <laughs> Building Society. <laughs> and I swear, like, there were a few times I didn't log off the computer properly. And I have, I have a lot of guilt about that. Well, <laughs> if they could blame it on the Saturday girl, they would have. So <laughs> you're probably in the clear. I used to have this, yeah, this joke about there being a panic button at work and I'd press it. I'd only press it if I woke up in 20 years' time and I was still working there. But it was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is there, is there a panic? I mean, imagine there is a panic button. Yeah, there's a panic button. Right. That was quite exciting. And I used to, like, tappity-tap-tap it because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> you only do so that one. Nice. <laughs> You wasted a lot of resources. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did I don't know. So we have Russia. What other, apart from every country, who doesn't trust their banks? Ooh. I mean, I'm going to go um, Iceland, I, I, but not because I don't think they trust their banks, but I remember when they had the financial crash, they actually properly, like, they took down the bankers and they did okay. something about it. It was, it was incredible. So I think maybe Iceland just to be a bit different. Okay. Ooh. I'm going to be random and I'm okay. going to pick Nigeria. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's Ooh. where I'm from. So that's quite bad that I'm just like, <laughs> but I've heard my dad saying something that my mum saying something and it's about okay. dodgy banks. I'd be like, mm, mate, it could be Nigeria. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love you, Nigeria, what? but I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is actually Argentina. Ah. Oh, okay. oh. So this happened in Argentina. So my source said that people in Argentina were especially distrustful of their banks because their banks have screwed them like quite a few times. And in 2001, there was a collapse of the national banking system known as the Cor Coralito. And this erased entire fortunes affecting millions of people. Wow. Um, so that is the background that this crime then happens in. Um, so this is the Buenos Aires bank heist. So the actual heist itself, about 11.30 in the morning, some men go into the Banco Rio. Uh, they're wearing masks. One of them waves around what we now know to be a toy gun. And they tell everyone to lie down on the floor, apart from the cashiers who need to empty the tills for them. The police immediately surround the building. All the exits are covered. That's because the Saturday um, girl has been tapping on that panic button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally! <laughs> the Saturday girl that yes. cried wolf. <laughs> so they release a security guard and they release a couple of hostages and they keep saying that they want to be good guys. And after almost exactly two hours, they ask the police to bring them something. Question, what did they ask the police to bring them? I hope it's refreshments. Okay. I just want them to ask for like some cool drinks. Yeah, drinks. I just think that would be a great demand. 
The other demands are often things like a getaway vehicle, perhaps. I was thinking that. Yeah, I always yeah. think that. Or like, like a helicopter. Yes, helicopter. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense than lemonade now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> could have been super thirsty like dehydrated do you know what yeah. I mean like, they had no time for a water break because they were clearly very busy do you know who would yeah. have taken disposable water like in in their things women would have done that they would have taken um, some water we've, we've always got snacks in our bags yeah in the aluminium thing who needs a wet wipe I will never stop carrying wet wipes even though my child is seven like once you have them you will never let them go again they're you the don't most be without thing them. ever you should never be without a wet wipe I always do saying. <laughs> I always think it's weird with, yeah, when they ask for a getaway vehicle, though, because I'm like, mm. like, just fucking book a taxi. Like, do some, like, why? Right, get an Uber. Yeah. Get an Uber. Right. Literally get an Uber. Sort it yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Why be like, because they're going to know exactly where you're taking them and stuff. But I suppose helicopter yeah. isn't the sort of thing you can just... That's a bit more dramatic, yeah. yeah. It's super dramatic. Imagine <laughs> that poor Uber driver. Please give me a good rating after this. <laughs> <laughs> so stressful. I was nearly on five stars. <laughs> my genuine answer as well is maybe if this is a political kind of statement they're making, maybe okay. they ask for the prime minister or for the head of finance okay. to right. come down yeah. to the bank and explain himself or uh, herself, uh, guys. Let's not be part of the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay, you guys. Taylor is the closest. They asked for pizza. Oh. Wow. Yeah. These oh, are you, my kind you know of what topic? Was it ham and pineapple? I do you know what? Sadly, I don't have that information. Pepperoni. That would be good meat to feast. know. <laughs> meat feast. Let's assume it was. We're going to need a meat feast. I think, yeah. Don't even come in here if it's... It's just plain but cheese. Gonna, but did they? But the thing is, I'm. I feel like when you order pizza, you've got to have like a couple of beers. Like, were they just going to eat it without any drink? Yeah, or? this is a good question. Actually, what are they going to wash that pizza down with? <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried about them. Yeah. What's the What's the dip situation, guys? This is the most. Right. This is the most yeah. horrible. Is it garlic or is it not? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. you've got to sort this out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all they asked for. They asked for pizza. Oh, question. What happened next? They ate the pizza. <laughs> Did they reveal that they were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, Did, you kind of won't get this. Go on, you go, Jackie, yeah. Did they, I mean... You won't get they this, then, have like, fun. Punch? Punch? Like, punch the... People that brought the pizza? Like, did they, like, then attack them or kill them? Okay. Yeah, like, they had a secret vendetta and this was a long game. Yeah, they were like, thanks for the pizza, bye. No, that's that's a good guess. Um, it is not correct. Okay. Anyone, anyone want to make another guess? I guess they have to make some demands at some point that's not just pizza. Um, so do they make a demand? Or, or hold them for ransom? Hold someone for ransom. Okay, so we've got ransom, punching, demand, Taylor, any <laughs> advance? Do they want some press there? Do they maybe like call up a news station? Okay. This morning, Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> we want Argentina's Piers Morgan on, on this story. Whoa. No, what happened next was they vanished. Oh. The remaining hostages were told to keep lying on the floor while the robbers went to the back to discuss something while they waited for the pizza. And they just never came back. The hostages were all unharmed. They stayed lying on the floor. The robbers disappeared. So this is the Jonathan Creek bit. Where they were arguing gone. about the toppings, though. That's what happened. They were, yeah, there was... You know big... I'm a vegetarian. I need meat feast. <laughs> <laughs> Gets tense. 
It could be. It could be. Um, where they'd gone was a mystery. Cops swept every inch of the bank's three floors but failed to locate a single member of the gang. The bank only had two exits, both of which were covered by police and had been since the siege began, and all of the building's windows were intact and the robbers were not hiding amongst the hostages. They had simply vanished. Now, before they vanished, they had also emptied out what was in the basement. So question, what do you guys reckon was in the basement? Well, I reckon there was a sewer and it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that's how they got out. (laughs) Okay. It adds up. Okay. What do you think they got out of the basement? Gold. Yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking gold or... I mean, there's obviously more cat. Maybe there's maybe different... Treasure. Yeah, different kind of something. Yeah, I'm thinking gold, but something else. Was there like um, bonds or something? Like, I remember watching a documentary about the Bank of England and like a bloke got... by that, she means Beverly Hills Cup. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. But like, just, yeah, just like, you know, some of those big pieces of paper with shit written on that are worth loads of money. Okay, that's a that's a great guess. Or Taylor and Jackie. Currency? Oh, oh, go on. Sorry, Don't second, if you guys no, want to keep... right. No, I was right. I was right. So <laughs> let's let's just get congratulated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Taylor and Jackie are right. It's treasure. It's gold. It's jewelry. So Ooh. what's in in the basement is the safe deposit boxes. So remember, this is a, a country that does not trust its banks. There's absolutely at this point, there's no faith in accounts. So bank customers were putting their savings in cash and jewellery and putting it in safe deposit boxes. Wow. And this was a very rich neighbourhood, so it would have been like a pirate's treasure trove. There were hundreds and hundreds of reinforced steel safe deposit boxes, and they had been emptied. And this was nearly as impossible as the robbers disappearing. And detectives realised that this was what they'd really been after. So they vanished, but they did leave some clues behind them. They left a battery pack, a tool that they think might have been left to crack the boxes. They left a row of toy guns on the floor. For the kids. I know, (laughs) these teenagers. And best of all, um, they left a note taped to the wall above the toys, and it was handwritten. Do you guys want to guess what the note said? (gasps) Cowabunga? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm thinking you got what you deserve. Ooh. Oh, nice. yes. Yeah. That would be that would be a good one to send to the the guy that got that 70 quid off you. Like send it every single day just in case something happened to him that day. Exactly. Just in case you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's I actually just jumping on that, I think that's a really good shout mm. because I think that it's a message to everyone. It's a message about all of this. I, I'm guessing that all of this money that people have, rather than kind of trying to, I don't know, help the economy again, they've gone, let's put our money in jewellery and stuff. Yeah. So maybe they're angry with the people yeah, they're stealing from as well. Yeah, maybe it something like, this is for the people of Argentina or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like Robin Hood sort of vibe. Yes. yes. There's the Robin Hood. Robin. I call Robin him Robin Hood. Hood, which is more appropriate, <laughs> really. He's a Robin kind of guy. You're absolutely right. Um, Good instincts. Um, So in a neighbourhood, the note said, in a neighbourhood of rich people without weapons or grudges, it's just money, not love. Wow. So that is a burn. That is such a burn. (laughs) It's poetic. It's very well written. Yeah. Michelangelo did that one. (laughs) (laughs) Michelangelo was a party dude, so I don't think it was him. I think it was Leonardo. He's like, he's... Which, yeah, which one's the clever one, Leonardo? I'm just wondering whether the person wrote in, like, Sharpie or Biro. Because yeah. I feel like Sharpie's really, like, 
official. Mm, yeah. Standout move, standout move. Yeah, yeah. like because Byron, because you know Byron, when you write on the wall, it then like doesn't do it properly. Ooh. And it can be bumpy, so it looks like it you're nervous. So yeah. <laughs> we feel I feel like that's it's Sharpie behavior. I yeah, feel like it's, it's more a of a declaration. Thing. I yeah. feel like you guys have done a lot of toilet graffiti in your time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what? I definitely have. <laughs> I have. Yeah. I definitely have. I definitely have. Walls. <laughs> but oh, the ever as poetic as what that guy wrote about. <laughs> no, normally, definitely it's like not. I fancy Stephen. <laughs> I've definitely done that before. <laughs> <laughs> and like written like I the year. God, I went through a real phase of that. Did you? Yeah. What What did you write? Oh, just like, you know what? We don't... <laughs> Kate like, is still like, feeling guilty. Like, no, well, I do feel a bit guilty, but it was like my initials and then whoever I fancied initials inside a love heart. <laughs> oh, that's so cute though. Oh. Yeah. Or like sometimes I'd write tally here if you think like something is cool and I do loads of tallies myself (laughs) (laughs) but that's totally fine I think that's nice right I'm pretty cool yeah yeah gotta fake it till you make it it's fine yes right I love that you're like I know what toilets need they need more sort of graphs they need more (laughs) does anyone else suspect Katie might be Banksy (laughs) (laughs) Just got a feeling. I'd be such a good Banksy. I mean, like you would literally never suspect a sleep-deprived mother of two sneaking around. But I feel like when you do write on like doors or whatever or walls, you kind of feel like super artsy and super cool. Yes, Mm -hmm. like you're making a statement, kind of of Instagrammable. I don't know. Like caption, like just saw this on the toilet, even though you did that yourself. Yes. (laughs) I mean, if there'd been Instagram when I was. 13 or 14? What? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, but I really felt like I was sticking it to the man and making my mm. own statements. Actually, I don't know whether this is a question to the listeners, really, or whether you guys have ever heard of this, but I swear I've seen a piece of graffiti more than once in different places, which is just somebody has just written, Toy Story 3 was all right. <laughs> and that was the graffiti. <laughs> and so if anyone else has seen that, I want to yeah. know if it's like... I feel like it's this weird thing that people started doing because I saw it a in, few times. In like uh, the same location, like same part of town? Or no, like really once in apart? London and then once sort of in Manchester, like all oh. over the place. Oh, wow. And then I saw it online as well. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So I'm I want sure a BuzzFeed article about it. I'm yeah, sorry. there'll be, this is some <laughs> signal <laughs> about. It has to yeah. be a signal, yeah. Yep. Top yeah. 10 graffiti it's... to get you through lockdown. <laughs> <That's all>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... My next question has to be, where do you think they went? How did they get out? Did they vanish? Are they magic? Did they, what's their, where are they? Did they get out? God, that's such a great question. Because this is like you're saying, the two doors, there were people on it. So they couldn't have got out that way. They had Mm. its battery pack. There's got to be like, you know, um, sometimes you've got those like vents underneath the floor and you can open. I feel like there was like on the floor, there was like a, handle yeah and then maybe it was underneath a table or something so it's not obvious to like okay and then they opened it and then went down into the vents underneath the bank okay and then maybe they had planned another exit to get them out the other end which could be on the other side of town or maybe the other vent the exit to the vent could be on a main street and then they come out of it yeah yeah i don't know something is an excellent guess and you are along the right lines Ooh. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very smug. <laughs> well, 
it feels like they made <laughs> such a point about being non-violent and sort of being, you know, good guys in all of this. Yeah. So it kind of like it kind of makes me think that they probably didn't do anything that included, you know, um, blowing up a door or smashing their way out of somewhere. I mean, I suppose because that would have been found. So I don't know. Did they? Well, how many of them were there? Do we know how many of them were there were? I haven't told you, but I can tell you now if you like. Yeah, because I'm trying to think how many people were getting out of this place. Oh, okay. yeah, that's so a good point. we now know there were seven in total. Whoa. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Because yeah. I was thinking they could go out as the pizza guys, but you're not sending seven pizza guys for, like, <laughs> four <laughs> pieces. Like swapping clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why did they order pizza? It's a great question. That has to be strategic. Mm-hmm. Is it just a distraction? Is it just that simple? That's a good answer. Mm. I, I, I think you're right. And I'm going to go with like air vent. Okay, so you're jumping yeah. on air vent. I'm going to do breakfast club air vent. Okay. Action. I, that's, a good, that's a good point because maybe they could have asked someone, one person to collect the pizza and then whilst other people are going down the vent. Okay, yeah. Maybe. For the maybe distraction. Like as, that's a distraction, yeah, maybe. Maybe, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Drunk women solving crime. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So we've got two air vents. Any different answer, Hannah? Is there sort of like a way that they could have gone out in like, you know, there's a lot of rubbish when it comes to um, pizza boxes and stuff. And could they okay. just be like rolled out in some bins or something by maintenance? They're, okay, then a kind of a laundry escapade yeah. bins kind of thing. <laughs> because the cleaners don't stop for a hostage <laughs> situation. <laughs> the union will not protect them against them. <laughs> Everyone's still working. We've got it, yeah. We gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way, no one said it just now. Hannah mentioned sewers earlier. They made a tunnel. Wow. Um, so Vents was pretty close. That's um, exciting. Do you know what? Yeah. I think this might they might have ordered from my local pizza place because they take so fucking long. <laughs> I could like dig a tunnel out of my house by the time it gets there. <laughs> How did they do that so quickly? um so they went through they dug and went through this tunnel it is not just any tunnel so this is the bit in the film where we cut back to six months earlier unless you're doing oceans 11 when they're kind of jumping around so the ringleader and instigator of this whole heist is a man called fernando areo he was a man with a dream and that dream was to rob a bank 
Uh, he's literally obsessed with it. That's all he wants to do. He's consumed. He watches every possible film, TV show and documentary he can get his hands on about heists. He's analysing mistakes. He's inspired. He wants to do the perfect heist. He sometimes, according to my source, he sometimes listened to Bank Robber by The Clash for inspiration. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> <inspo>. <laughs> yeah. And he has this best friend since high school, Sebastian Garcia Bolster. And he goes to this guy, hey, wouldn't it be wild to rob a bank, but not leave in the normal way and just like escape through a tunnel? And his best friend is like, that's hilarious. Yeah, imagine if you wanted to do that. And he doesn't take him seriously. Question, why doesn't Sebastian take Fernando seriously at first? Well, I mean, it seems like quite a wild thing to want to do, to just be like, oh, I've seen these great movies, so I reckon that I'll do that and I'll rob a, we'll rob a bank. Like, Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I would be, it would be weird if you took him seriously. Okay, because it's just such a crazy thing. Maybe Fernando is always, he's a bit of a, like, dreamer, always saying these yeah. things, but he's not actually going to do it. Yeah. And maybe Ooh. Sebastian was a bit like, Fernand... <laughs> like you're yeah. always saying this stuff like, you know what I mean you know when like yeah. people have a couple of drinks and then they're like oh I'm gonna do this this that and you're like oh yeah whatever you know yeah. let's, yes. let's not maybe he was one of those like yeah, just yeah. just like love saying it but doesn't like actually walk in the walk yeah. so maybe, maybe Sebastian was just like over it like hashtag over it like whatever I don't yes. believe you like Fernando <laughs> you said you would like you said you were gonna order all those pizzas and you never did exactly <laughs> <laughs> That is a great answer. That is you, a great answer. Do you anything to add, Taylor? Nada. Okay. So that's pretty close. The real, the, my source said it was because Fernando smoked a lot of weed. But ah. I feel like that is kind of, you know, it's connected. It's like he doesn't come across as serious. Right. He's this guy, like you say, that isn't. Mm. He's busy doing other things and it doesn't sound like he's going to actually do it. Something in the Chats air. a lot of shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable. In 2004, Fernando comes back to Sebastian with some very concrete plans. And now Sebastian is an engineer. And Fernando needs Sebastian's super engineering skills to build is this tunnel. anyone else really turned on? I was just about to say, I really fancy Sebastian and I don't know what he yeah. is. <laughs> why does he sound fit? Like, I just feel like he's got nice hands. I don't know why. Oh, engineer. engineer. He's clever. Well, you're going to like this guy, actually. If you, if you like, he, he actually, he's kind of the best one. Mm. I don't want to give too much away. We'll see. So it gets a bit comic book now. So Sebastian doesn't want to do it, but... Because he's sensible then, and that's kind of hot. When you're a little ooh. bit older, you kind of ooh. want the sensible guy. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But Guys, he'll I'm still be Sebastian a little bit too. bad if he has to be. Ooh, like, I like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's getting hot. But he'll We've come and meet found... you from the tube because like, he wants you to get home safe, that kind of thing. Oh, I love that. Mm. Yeah. All right, Sebastian, we're interested. Yeah, this is much okay. better than the mutant turtle theme. I like this. <laughs> Let's keep this up. <laughs> Okay. I would fuck so, any one of the mutant turtles, by the way, just so we know. <laughs> just want to put that out there. But carry very on. attractive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are fit, actually. I'm really glad you said that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. They were drawn to be fit. They've, I mean, yeah. that's no the, accident. The, kind of, the sarcastic kind of. They're ripped, man. Ripped. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, they're probably, yeah, they're probably fit. Turtle packs. <laughs> Love those. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I don't know if we have any fans of Batman that listen to the show, but Fernando said to Sebastian, 
I need you to build this engineering tunnel. You will be my Lucius Fox, which was a reference to the purveyor of Batman's fantastical inventions and tools and stuff. <laughs> so now that Sebastian knows he can pretend to be like Batman's inventor, is he in or out? Oh, I hope he's in because of that. I'd, I'd like him even more. Batman. You guys think he's in? Taylor thinks he's in. I feel like he's in. He's in. Hannah, is he in? Yeah, I mean, he's he's got to be in, hasn't he? Yeah, you guys, yes. he's in. Woo! He's in. Now, he has some conditions, super hot conditions. <laughs> Condition one is that it has to be non-violent. So he's the reason that they he wanted no guns. He wanted... Yeah, that's hot. Also, I didn't flag this up because I didn't want to give you guys too much information, but a few years before this, there was another bank heist that ended in a shootout. Oh, um, wow. And this was quite fresh in people's minds as well. So people didn't want a repeat of that scenario. So he was like, it has to be nonviolent. But also the Sebastian, so his family had been affected by the banks collapsing before. So his father and his grandfather had both been engineers and they had money and they'd lost money. So basically he felt like, like he'd watched his family work hard and then have their money just disappear and, Is anybody um, else like really hot for the grandfather right now? <laughs> oh my god! Like <laughs> granddaddy, <laughs> like an engineer back like when engineering was like big shit. Like because oh he would. God. Yeah. I'm literally sweating. I'm that hot. Right <laughs> um, so he felt like the banks had stolen his hardworking family's money, and he's going to yeah. steal it back. You know. So there's yeah. a, there's an element of that. So tunnel tick bank heist is go. The next problem to sort is the alarms. Now, the alarms are very complicated to hack. They don't know how to hack them. Uh, but when the bank is shut, the alarms will be tripped. So question, what is the solution to that? You send in a cat <laughs> to trip it, and then they shut it off. And okay. then you... I don't, I don't know. I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> So the, the alarms will go off if the bank is shut. Oh, so you have to do it when it's open? You have to lock yourself in. No, just as simple as that. You have to do it when it's open, but then obviously there's going to be people. Right. So that is when they do their, they make their brilliant distraction plan. Okay. So right. this is, this is the Wait, ocean. Go on. He's, he's got to dig this ahead of time. That's what you're oh, setting yeah. up, right? You know okay. what? I'm going to skip some. One of my questions was how long does it take to dig this tunnel? It okay. takes months. Yeah, it would have mm. to. Um, yeah. So no, this is a very long game pre-planned robbery. Right. Um, so when so are what... they doing the digging? Like nighttime or? Oh, don't worry. I'm going to get sorry. to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm going to get to my digging section. Okay. Um, but so, um, so basically, uh, well, this, this is the whole Ocean's Eleven thing. They've got like the heist and they've got the fake heist. So the guys in the front of house with the empty the tills cashier people, that's like that looks like a bank heist gone wrong because the cops are in control. They covered the doors. It looks like they've got no exit strategy. They're just trying to buy time and release hostages and really take as much time as they can. They're so well, smart. Yeah, wow. downstairs in the vaults, the, the real job is happening where they've oh. dug this tunnel, they've gone in through the basement and they're looting all the gold and opening all these boxes. And that was Sebastian and his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> so, just in the film in my mind. So, that's Sebastian. And well, so, so far it's those two college friends. 
um, no, high school friends. So then they have to recruit the rest of the team. And this is like the film montage bit. So he recruits a veteran bank robber who everyone calls Doc. Nice. Plus that guy's friend who everyone calls Beto. Um, and they had been members of a legendary crew of armed thieves known as the Super Banda, which terrorized banks across Argentina in the 80s and 90s, often engaging in shootouts with police. But don't worry, they've mellowed now. They're not going to shoot oh, anybody. Okay. It's fine. They've zened, they've zened on the shooting. They're really zen, like <laughs> genuinely. Do you know what? It's very um, easy to mellow when you're given a toy gun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> it really makes you think. <laughs> um, so Sebastian worked alone digging this tunnel, pretending that it was more of a project than a crime because he wasn't completely comfortable with the crime. Every night for months, he'd drive his truck to the beach, parking near where a drain tunnel emptied. He'd slip inside, slosh through the tunnels for about half an hour and then reach the right location near the bank and do his digging. Whoa. Wow. So it's a proper long game. Wow. Oh, Question: What did Sebastian's wife think he was doing? What? He Who is this bitch? Oh, I'm, I'm fuming. <laughs> I, I didn't know that he was married. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I thought he was single. We came for the true crime, but we stayed to objectify the dudes. <laughs> it's, it's as it should be. I think it's really the absolute true. audacity of him to have a wife. Like, how dare you? I know. I so know. she knows about it. No, well, this is my question. He's disappearing mm. for several hours every evening. <gasps> What, maybe she's I think she thinks he's cheating. Yeah, maybe yes. she's relieved that's the only tunnel he's digging. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, oh, you yes. are correct. But um, wouldn't it be like, I think it would be even worse if you think like, you're like, oh my God, I think he's cheating. And then he's like, this is just a, a tunnel I'm digging. And you'd be like, oh, you're <laughs> such a fucking nerd. And then he'd flip it because he'd be like, we're going to steal treasure. <laughs> oh, he's just be a like, mysterious guy. I love him. Be like, like, oh, I think he's at the gym, but he looks the same. He doesn't look any fitter. <laughs> um, but no, he like she just assumed he had a mistress, which is kind of damning on that relationship. You guys, I think you can heal Sebastian. <laughs> um, but anyway, so also isn't he coming back like filthy? Yeah, I'm covered in like, sewer water. Be clean. <laughs> what like, kind of affair is this woman? He's having an affair with. Yeah, she must be very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's Splinter, isn't it? He's getting it on with Splinter from uh, yeah. TMNT. That would probably be what she assumed. Um, so they've got the tunnel, they've got the crack team, but now the tunnel is costing too much money. So to solve this, Fernando had to recruit an investor. Um, and I would watch that episode of Dragon's Den. Um, <laughs> but the investor that he gets is a, another comic book figure. He recruits a man whose nickname is Spider-Man uh, because this man ah. used to like scale buildings to rob apartments. Wow. Is this even real life anymore? This I know. Amazing. It's crazy. It's like so fantasy. It, re yeah. it really, like, if it wasn't true crime, you'd be like, for fuck's sake, none of this happened. <laughs> I so, mean, like, dudes in my old neighborhood used to just dig up the ATM, you know, the cash machines, oh. and stick them in the truck. Nothing sexy about that. Very no. just... That's not as hot Blunt as digging. Cool. This also, is... like, for a movie, it's Marvel and DC, and that, that won't work. So, oh no! Yeah, that's going to anger a lot of people. A lot. That's a good point. <laughs> a lot of fanboys <laughs> are going to be very, very upset about this movie. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So this Spider-Man guy that he recruits was called Vitet. He was semi-retired from crime, and Fernando's like, "Hey, come on, do my thing." And then he invests a hundred thousand, and he basically was like, "He's like once a thief, always a thief. I guess I'll do it." Which now we're just sitting the plot from The Godfather as well. 
Like, that's like, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. You know, it's like, we're, we're nicking from everything now. They pretend that they want to put money in a safety deposit box. They write down the number. They write down what make it is. Then they order some safety deposit boxes and practice cracking into them so that they know how to rob that safety deposit box. They invent a jackhammer. They think explosives will be too noisy. So they've got this jackhammer. He builds, Sebastian builds a jackhammer that they can take oh, into four different pieces and then build together once they've got it in there. They, they've got inflatable boats to transport the loot through the tunnels. Wow. Um, finally, it's the day. They've all got specific jobs. Some of them are in the basement. As we know, some of them are subduing hostages. They put glue on the tips of their fingers, trying to stop having fingerprints. Oh, um, my God. And they, as you know, they released the armed guard first and then the hostages. And the reason they did that was partly because the armed guard was the only person that had a real gun. And oh. they wanted no risk that anyone's going to fire this gun. Mm-hmm. And then they left two hostages, partly because of this psychological thing. They want the police to think they've got the upper hand and that these guys are floundering and this is a botched robbery. But also because it's going to be on TV. And then the people watching will have sympathy for them and be like, oh, they're good guys. They freed hostages. That's going to like build them some goodwill with the public. Um so they literally have a stopwatch. As soon as Sebastian's through the tunnel in the basement, they set the stopwatch. It takes them 20 minutes to assemble the power cannon jackhammer thing. And then they've got 90 minutes to empty the boxes. They managed to empty 143 out of 400 boxes. When the two-hour alarm goes off, they order pizza, and that's the signal for everybody to get downstairs. And they all get out in these through the tunnel and the boats. But before they go, they do some stuff to try and mess up the investigation of the crime scene. So question, what do you think they might do to try and mess up the crime scene before they leave? Ooh. Ooh. So I guess, like, if, if we're saying they, they disappeared, people thought they disappeared, they had to maybe, wherever the tunnel came in, they had to cover that over, Yeah. They? Yes, so it they would did. be something to do with covering, covering up the hole. Yeah, that's um, definitely one of the things they did, yeah. Or did they did leave, they... like, sorry, go on. Oh, I just wondered if they planted false evidence or DNA or... Yes, they did. They brought some barbershop hair with them in a bag and they just threw that around the room. (laughs) Oh, my God. I feel like that was Sebastian's idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he was definitely, like, the mastermind and I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny, though, because, like, if you get your hair cut... Like, someone, surely a police officer would pick that up and go, either someone's had a haircut in here or they're fucking with us. Like, it's not, it's not like if you're yeah. throwing it around random. Yeah. Mm. I'm so you stressed be... from this robbery. My hair is falling out everywhere. you got to be careful how much hair you sprinkle on your crime scene. <laughs> that's, that's a good shout, though, though. Like, yeah. Take, but you again, you just need, like, enough for polyjuice potion if we've got any... Harry Potter fans <laughs> listening. You need a couple of strands, you know. Yeah. If, if you go in yeah. there and it looks like you've just shaved someone's head. <laughs> just Yeah, you can't overdo it. Um, also, I'm thinking maybe maybe they left gloves with other people's fingerprints on them. Perhaps, yes, that's a good them, shout. And left them for, yeah, which could be anyone's fingerprints, really. They're trying from... to create as much distraction as possible, like yes. all these false leads. Yes. Um. That is an excellent guess. They didn't do the glove thing. The only other thing they did was they sprayed bleach everywhere, hoping to destroy the DNA and stuff. 
Right. But they did do something in a way similar to the the glove thing later on. They sprinkled some of the stolen credit cards around drains that they didn't come out of so that it looked ah. like they'd come out that way and that isn't the way that they came out. And also every time someone found one of these cards and used it, um, the police had to investigate everyone in that area and it was like they they really wow. diluted the police's ability yeah they're to... clogging up the system it's really yeah smart. they're clo- yeah they're clogging up the system they've got to run all of that i feel bad for the dna lab guy who's like fucking hell like all this pointless piece of hair eye roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hard. I bet he was on his last warning as well, wasn't he, or something? <laughs> and like he's having a hard time at home. Oh, that poor guy. So they escape through their tunnels on their boats. The engine actually stalls, but Sebastian's got paddles. Of course he does. Love you. Of course he does. Um, <laughs> so they escape to where they were going to, and then they the seven bandits watched. The special forces stormed the bank while counting their cash and eating, I'm assuming, different pizza. (laughs) But actually, it was a 30-minute delay that they were watching because they didn't want to tip off just in case they were inside the bank watching the TV. Um, But they were were out, they were free watching the TV as they stormed in. Oh, question. How much is it estimated that they got away with? Well, you said it was the biggest heist or the most sort of incredible heist so I reckon it's a lot of money. I reckon okay. 20 million. Okay. Excellent guess. Any higher, lower? I'm, I was going to say like 200 million. Okay. In US dollars for no particular reason. Jackie? I'm going to say 350 million. <laughs> Hannah is dead on. It's twenty million. Whoa! Twenty million dollars worth. Oh, I never get to ruin the guessing game. I always ask the question, and then people guess too high. But it was nice to be on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Question: How did they get caught? Was it like? Oh, oh, don't tell me it was Sebastian's wife. If it's Sebastian's (laughs) wife. Oh my gosh! What a snitch! (sighs) It is not Sebastian's wife. What was it like? The like things like this. It always comes down to like the fucking CCTV in the barbershop. Like they oh. found the, D, the they found the DVD. They found the DNA, and they the were DVD. like, "Okay, this is the guy." And he's like, "Well, I didn't do it, but I did have my hair cut down at this yeah. place." So perhaps it, you know, sometimes it's those tiny yeah. little things that you think you've covered everything. Yeah, yeah, that's a great guess. Were they on the telly? Their identities. Not at this point, actually. Okay. No one knows who they are. I think Fernando got really, really caned and just started blabbing. <laughs> Couldn't help yeah, himself. Yeah, Fernando stayed for the pizza because he was so high. <laughs> <laughs> he had the munchies. <laughs> he went back. I know where there's a pizza. No, you were, guys were closest with the wife. It was woman trouble, but it was Beto's uh, wife. Um, he was cheating on her. He cheated on her a lot and she'd finally had enough. I know. So she alerted the cops to his role in the heist. And she said that he was making a run for it with his new girlfriend. He says (gasps) that he wasn't. She was not playing. No. Um, And she was able to ID most of the crew because they prepped the getaway car in her garage. So... Five of them went to prison, but they all had quite short sentences. They're all out now. The ones that went to prison were Beto, Fitet, the Spider-Man guy. Oh, Sebastian went to prison, actually. Uh, oh, he didn't deserve that. 
No. no, he didn't. He didn't want any violence. He didn't want any shooting. No, and he was like his nickname, and I can't remember what it was, but his nickname was something that meant the oddball because he was like so unlike all the other criminals. Wow! Um, all he did was build a, a tunnel. There. I know, <laughs> but he did quite a um, quite. They all got quite short sentences, and also they are beloved by the people. What like, dating apps are they on, Katie? <laughs> <laughs> what we need to. Round this off with. And then one of them was retraining to be a lawyer. But they all, and then also, they all kind of had this book off where like three of them have given their exclusive stories to journalists to write these books. And they're all kind of vying to get the, so like this one, I think Fernando did gave a journalist this exclusive from prison and that book was called Without Arms or Grudges. But then there was rivalry with another book coming out that Beto was talking to a, another journalist about <laughs> robbery of the century the secret history and then they were trying to like rush it and beat each other's books to the market oh and there's a Modern third life, book eh? honestly <laughs> do you know whose book and I then... want to read I want to read fucking Beto's wife's book called yeah. like yeah. fuck yeah. those guys yes yeah yeah Hell oh, Hath yeah. No Fury is the name of her book and yes. I would yes. read it I feel like the forward for that book would just be like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> like fuck <laughs> you Beto Fuck you and your bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know what you did. <laughs> um, Amazing. And then um, most of them... Oh, yeah, there's films. Beto has a bit part in the film that he signed the rights to. I think he plays like a cop that arrests him or something. Anyway, so most of the... They all seem kind of relatively happy, actually, to have been caught because now they get to brag about it and they get all the book deals. And they're all seem, they all seem pretty proud. They call it art. Fernando said... After all, executing a crime this perfect and then never getting a chance to take credit for it is a little like owning a Picasso that you can't display. Oh, yeah, that's not oh. a bad analogy, actually. So they're really As somebody super... who has a Picasso... No, yeah, your stolen <laughs> Picasso that you hide under your bed. And then I just want to end on this. So when the cops arrested the five that they arrested, they only actually recovered a small fraction of what was stolen. And a journalist asked Beto where the rest was. And Beto said... You know, when they arrested me, I got a big knock on my head. I can't remember. <laughs> and we know who did that. <laughs> we do. I yeah. hope she has all of it. I want oh. Beto's wife to be like the secret recipient of all the jewels. <laughs> oh, definitely. She's got it like hidden in like loads of shoeboxes or something. Yeah. Under her head. yeah. Mm. It's spread out. They'll yes. never find it. So that is the heist of the century. Yes, it is. Hey. Holy shit. I mean, here's Yay. to Sebastian, guys. Well done, Cheers. turtles. Clink, clink. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. I have a listener crime here that we need to solve. I've only printed out this bit, so I don't know if this was, I don't have the person's name and I don't know if it was part of a review, but they say, I went to a club with friends one night when I was in college and I put my coat and small bag in the coat room. At the end of the night, we went to pick up our stuff only for the attendant to tell me that my bag was not there. This was despite there being a number system. I stayed there for half an hour while they looked but found nothing. I went back in the morning but nothing had showed up and nothing was returned to them or the police. Thankfully, I had my wallet on me so I didn't lose my cars, driving licence, etc. Just some random things women keep in their bags. A few years later, a woman called my parents' place telling them she had found a bag with my name and home phone number inside. She had found it in her son's bedroom in a town an hour's drive away. She came by the next time she was in my hometown and my mum instantly recognised the bag. 
The lady told my mum that her son had told her that he had found it a short while earlier, the bag that was lost years ago, and didn't know what to do with it. A note on her son, he is a year younger than me and we went to the same college at the same time. What happened to my bag? Did he take it years earlier and for some strange reason keep it? Why was it so prominently displayed that his mum noticed it years later? Was it hidden and his mum was looking for something else? Why did his mum automatically suspect that there was something weird about the bag, given that she called my parents' place before talking to him? Please solve this crime for me. All right, one question at a time, Anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But I'm... But why didn't he... The bit I'm a bit like, "Mm, he seems a bit dodgy, because Mm. if he had the bag... With the details in it, why didn't he ring it? Why did his yeah. mum have to do it? Yes. Yeah. Did like could he he must have done it, surely. Yeah, he doesn't come out of this he certainly looks pretty suspicious, doesn't he? Yeah, he's mm. the right age, right location. But, but it's years later. The... Yeah. And he's just how... holding on to it? Like, did he fancy her? Did he deliberately take it and it's a memento because he likes her? He's her I think like, he's had it since it first went missing because the thing is if he'd found it even like a week before or whatever he would recognize the name he'd be like oh my god i went to like college with her that's crazy i'll look her up on facebook or i'll ring the number i mean i don't know why she has her number written in her bag (laughs) like uh, why should yeah that is odd and is his mother covering for him like is she doing the I'll take your debt for you, like, I feel Hannah's, like she's doing Hannah's dad, but she's like, I'll take the hit for you and we'll just make it seem like a big mystery. But then just don't ring the people. They're, you know, they're not still looking yeah. for that bag. Why Why ring the, them? The mum knows. I feel like mum knows that he's, like, got blood on his hands. <gasps> yeah. Like, I feel like, because she's driven, like, you know, she's driven on the motorway all yes, the way. an hour She could have just done a phone call. Yeah, she could have done a phone call. Yeah. But she actually drove to hand over the bag. So she, obviously, mum knows more than what we know. Okay, so you Is think there's a prison? story. There's a story and she feels guilty because he's a wrong one or something. Yeah, but, like, where's what's his current location? Like, is he... Yes. Is he in prison or is he? Yeah. It's... Like, where's he at? It's <laughs> odd, right? Do you know who wouldn't do this? Sebastian. No, <laughs> right, definitely. I mean, no, not our Seb. Not our Seb. <laughs> he would never. I was thinking, instead of Batman, it's Bagman. <laughs> also, I think, like, if you look at the state of the bag, because if he finds a bag two years later, it's either that it's been in... I remember I found a handbag up, like, in some bushes near my house when I was a kid. Yeah. And um, I bought it home and showed my mum. And every, it had obviously been stolen because everything had been nicked. Like, there was no money in it or anything. But there was contact details. And obviously, you immediately uh, contact that person and you say, "Yeah, I found it. And they were like, oh, about a week ago. And it looked like a bag that had been in the bush for a week. Right. But if this bag doesn't look like it's been outdoors for two years, then obviously it's been in his bedroom. Yeah. yeah definitely. Mm. So do you think he got it by, like, maybe he has a similar bag and he's like, oh, that's probably my bag. And then, oh, shit, that's not my bag. I can't throw it away because it's someone else's, but I can't, now I look like a thief. I'll just leave it there. I just won't deal with it. And then his mum, like, that's the most innocent I think that can happen between two women who have the same handbag, but I don't think a man can legitimately (laughs) say, oh, I think that was my handbag. Oh, actually, yeah. I'm picturing a rucksack, but 
Did did she say what bag it is? She just says small a small bag. bag. Small bag. Yeah. yeah. It could it could be it could be a, like a backpack or yeah or or it could be like a nice shopping tote bag. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know the details of the bag. And no shame for man bag carriers. Oh no! So <laughs> yeah. hey, maybe he did. I'm just kidding, HG. <laughs> just kidding. I think he stole it. I think it was willful. He stole and then it. I think his mom yeah. was like helping. Thinking she's helping him like clean up his life, but she's actually going to do it for him, and that gets to yeah. the root of why he's oh, problematic anyway. Oh, I love the psychology that we do at the end of this. Yes. <laughs> he's definitely yes. so because if you because if you take someone's bag by mistake, you're instantly like, oh my god, I've taken someone's bag. Like, and if her like numbers in there, you just call the number and say, hey, put your yeah. bag. Same with like on the tube. If someone like there's a time when someone had left their phone on the tube, I yeah. got out the tube station. And then I um, I just gave the phone to the guy at the tube station. I said, this is someone's phone, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I give it away. Yeah, if, you, if you're not guilty, you would do those, like, decent yeah. human being things. Yeah, yeah, you do your part straight away. You, right, in, just, like, instantly. Because you know that if it was you, how the way you would be panicking, if, someone, yeah. if that was you, so you would you just go into that, like, Yeah, mode. and you'd be like... I'll go back and I'll see if anyone handed it in. Ex- so exactly. I'll hand it in. Exactly. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, like, mm. perfect. Okay, I love this. I think we've solved this. I think what's happened is the mum is trying to teach this son about consequences. Yes. But she's failing to do so and she's doing all the work herself. Oh, my God. And yes. it still happens like when this kid is in his, like, 20s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I feel like he's taken, like, zero accountability for his actions. Yeah. Mm. And I'm so annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. Like, I feel like mum's always, like, having to... Help him handle his She's mopping yeah. up all the problems. Yeah, I can all picture him. Like, and he cheats on his wife and she drives over and goes like, he's really sorry, but, yes. Yes. but, but hear One me out. One of those. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And she thinks that by telling him that she's doing it, that he's learning the consequences. But she's actually cleaning the whole mess for him. Guys, Definitely. for oh. a very feminist podcast, we have thrown a lot of mothers under the bus lately. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're going to raise an incel, then that is on you. Yeah. Come on, people. Do better. Uh, Oh, excellent. Okay. We solved it. We threw someone under the bus. Um, We have just enough time to talk to Jackie. What are you up to? Where can we hear more from you? What are you doing? Oh, well, first of all, I just want to say I've loved... Tonight and like I've had just Yay! had such a laugh. I've definitely had like too many glasses of wine, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that is fine. That is fine. It's fine. When I walk into the door, it will be fine. Um, <laughs> um, so you can find me on Twitter at Jackie Adadeji. So that's Alpha Delta Echo Delta Echo Julia Indigo. Um, that's how many times I've had to say my surname. Okay. <laughs> that's not too your first many time. times. They're like, yeah. "Sorry, what?" And I'm like, "I'll just do that." Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then on Instagram, I'm at oh my gosh, it's Jackie. So O H M M Y G O S H. Cool. It's Jackie, and then I've got a podcast called Jackie Big Tits because I've got big tits. Yes. But that's not on pod- my, what my podcast is about. But it's about addressing the elephant in the room. Oh. Um, so I talk about like relationships and like dating and finances and family cool. and racism and everything. So awesome. every, yeah, everything that like people are like kind of want to shy away from. I'm like, no, let's talk about yeah. it. Amazing. So and it's the same with my tits. It's like when I meet people and I'm like, I know you're looking at my tits. Stop. <laughs> like, stop. 
stop. I've seen your eyes. It's fine. Like, it's totally fine. So, that's great. That's yeah, so that's, great. My dad's a pastor. not a fan of the name, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> because kids are the worst, but hey. <laughs> and then, yeah, I write for the Metro um, and I talk about everything from... Um, Body shaming, single shaming, yeah. uh, relationships, um, you know, embracing the best version of you. So, yeah, um, I just love making people feel the best version of themselves. So, Amazing. yeah. So, yeah, shake your tits. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shake your areolas. Live your best life, really. <laughs> oh, it's been so fun having you on. Thank you. Yeah, you've yeah. been so Thank awesome. You. Let's clap again Thank and scare my dog Let's... because he's going to come running. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.